0: of the galactic heroes hey everybody what's up (laughs) there there now you can remember space anime yeah i checked by the way i definitely did got it (laughs) last time uh but yeah uh we apologize by the way if anything weird happens we're having a little bit of power issues but we should be okay so either way let's fucking make the donuts shall we we had episode 95 to 93 95 Uh, to
1: 99 not, you, that's right i don't know why i just something. went backwards two episodes
0: <laughs> that's weird welcome to my memento podcast <laughs> where i watch everything fucked up and backwards and then record a podcast about how confusing that is yeah we're watching uh, yeah. next anyway, <laughs> Oh God. No. yeah we just loop the loop episodes over and over and do a podcast about it once a year in order uh, or out of order <laughs> <laughs> anyway right, uh
1: episode 95 let's start out uh grill Plauser, which is one of the two dudes they introduced earlier who's working on the Rundthal, he was the dude who was investigating stuff uh, after that assassination attempt on ryan on that planet anyway mm-hmm. he returns back to heinison and he gives his allegiance to Rutenthal. uh Rundthal didn't really expect him to do this because like his position was fine or something but grill Plauser says he has ambitions and he wants uh forgot what position he wanted, but he wanted some high up. It like, was
0: Mike. the chief of military affairs or something. I think it yeah. was like equivalent of Oberstein's position. I, see. I also uh, like how
2: um, Roy and Tulsa done bat an eye and he says, yeah, sure. He said, shit, I would have given you something better too. Oh, well, if you're satisfied with that, that's okay.
1: <laughs> this is why you always uh, overshoot with your yeah. uh, estimates for pricing when doing job interviews. It's then, not yeah. how you do haggling, my dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh Grill Palser just kinda asks about Knopstein, who apparently was like a friend of his. Yeah. Uh Knopstein mentions he didn't go along with the rebellion. Uh so Rutenthal just had him placed under house arrest and kept very comfortable and safe because Rutenthal is actually being pretty chill about the whole rebellion thing. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying gotta, to like, remem- I'm to trying to remember now
2: lions. is um I could not remember their names, but are these the same two dudes they mentioned way, way, way back where one of them was like a cartographer um, yeah uh, a cartographer, Yes, a these are the two guys that were introduced during that. I think it was yeah, New Year's okay. Party. And the cartographer one hair, dude one is the hair. one who is Knapstein. Or Knapstein. Yeah, that's Knapstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought he actually left the military when that happened, but I guess not.
1: No, it's weird because they introduced him like 30 episodes ago and did absolutely mm-hmm. nothing with them and now they're coming back, but... Yeah, so uh, Napstein doesn't want to go along with Rutenthal's Rebellion, so Grillplauser's like, listen, let me go talk to him, we're buddies, we'll figure something out. Um, he meets up with them in some hotel or wherever he's being under house well, arrest.
0: before they meet up, uh, one of uh, Rutenthal's, uh, like, b- b- the head advisors, I can't remember who it was, it's I don't think it was mm-hmm. Burger Grun. Burger sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, was it? Okay.
2: I like yeah. how we have Burgermeister and we have Grill Pal on the same <laughs> side. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they need to start up a YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> yeah, Burgermeister just kind of like looks over and he's like, "So that's weird, right? Like he's gonna traitor you, you think?" And he's just like, "Oh yeah, no, he's definitely gonna try and traitor us, but probably later rather than sooner. Like I think he's gonna follow his ambitions. He seems like that kind of dick, not the traitor, traitor kind of dick." Uh, to which we cut to Grillpalser meeting with uh, Napstein and saying, I'm a traitor, traitor. That kind of dick. <laughs> like, right away. Yeah, yeah Napstein
1: asks Grillpalser why he would betray Reinhardt, but uh, is like, really, I'm double betraying Reinhardt because I'm betraying Rutenthal in order to give him back to Reinhardt, whatever. He faked his allegiance to Rutenthal and he wants to double cross him.
2: I like during Reinhard. that conversation before he spills the beans, he's poking around the room for like a bug or something before saying
1: Yeah, he like he <gasps> eyes the room around looking for bugs, it's kind of funny. But um yeah, he plans to double traitor for to give Ruthenthal thought to Reinhardt and uh this Because
2: if
0: there is anything Reinhardt historically has liked, it's when people do traitor. <laughs> when people betray <laughs> other people. He is gaga over it. The... He's like Hey, who wants a promotion to the afterlife, generally, is what he does. I mean, to be fair, that one guy in the force did traitor his other buddies. Reinhardt promoted him before
1: he got instantly headshotted, so...
0: I guess, yeah. I guess, but... I mean, that was less of a traitor and more of a, I have realized the error in my ways, as opposed to this, which is like a premeditated traitoring. yeah. Yeah, premeditated, thank you.
1: Yeah, so, um... This I think like the narrator gives the excuses like this guy like since the galaxy is at peace they'll never get their promotions in wartime so this is how he wants to do it or something stupid like that but the end result is uh, uh, Napstein goes along with Proser for the purpose of betraying him for to Reinhardt so they're cool with that um, the narrator also notes that there's other people on Hymanesin that don't really go along with all. they show Elzheimer I think is his name which was Lutz's brother-in-law one of the civilian administrators there. Uh, He goes up and pretty uh, straight up to Rutenthal's face saying, I'm not going to go along and help you. And he's, like, sweating bullets the entire time. Uh, But because he said it in, like, a courageous way, saying that, like, he doesn't feel that what Rutenthal's doing is correct and justice and everything like that. Yeah, he
0: was just like, as a public official, I can't follow you because I don't agree with your actions. And then also, on a personal level, I still blame you for murdering my friend or brother. (laughs) Yeah. he's like it's still kind of your fault in my heart and so i really wouldn't be able to follow you you know reasonably to which rudenthal's like all right yeah you know i think your public service side is a little bit of a weasel butthole move but your second part that took that took some courage to say and that's let's caring about justice and shit so like here one sec just, like, grabs a piece of paper and writes a note that basically says, like, Dear Mittenmeier, this guy didn't go along with me at all, so when, you know, if Kaiser does win, just please let this guy off easy, because he actually just told me to fuck off. <laughs> like- <laughs> I
1: got a note that during this scene, Mittenmeier pulls out the pen and pad. His pen is, like, the hugest fucking quill ever. It's, like, a feather, <laughs> this white glowing feather thing he writes with, the but- yeah. Anyway, um, so he gives off this uh, get-out-of-jail-free card to the dude and gets him out of there. And then, like, Ruthenfall kind of looks out his window and wonders if it's a smart idea to, like, assume that he's going to lose. Because you give him, you know, this free pass.
0: Yeah, he's writing people notes that say, when I lose, let this guy go, to, like, let this guy be chill. <laughs> Which he's like, he's like, huh, kind of sucks ass that I'm already admitting I fucked this. Ah, well.
1: <laughs> So we cut over to the scene of Mittenmeyer addressing all the uh, Galactic Empire uh, admirals, um, saying that their whole planets are going to strike first before Rumenthal can get his shit together. Uh, Bittenfield, of course, not caring, wonders why Rumenthal would do this, and it's kind of like pissing off Mittenmeyer because Mittenmeyer's having a whole hard time trying to deal with the fact that he's going to go fight his friend. Uh, There are... Mitten says that, like, his private friendship can't really get in the way of his public duties to this, and then... um, Mitt Meyer is also thinking that like thought would only really kneel to Reinhardt, so it was a good idea that Oberstein didn't come along and that maybe if Kilkeice was allowed, that he could sort it out. Who knows? He's just trying to distract. There was himself, all this like, you know? God
0: damn it! If Kilkeice was here, everybody would have maybe just fucking taken a second and had a talk. <laughs> like, yeah. God damn it! We just need him here for that. <laughs> we cut back
1: to Reinhardt. Um, he's on his ship since he's met up with everybody. He gave a medal to Mueller for. Um, His actions of taking a bullet in the forest or whatever. Uh, He wants to give him this weird-ass scepter thing, but... um...
0: Well, it's the scepter and also the position of Fleet Admiral. Was uh, the thing. Yeah, the scepter was really more of a symbol of fleet admiral. I thought he already permission. was
2: basically a fleet admiral or something. He
0: was like he was like one step below. It was one of those things where he basically was just promoting him up to a slightly higher position. Because the fleet
1: admirals, he, as far as I say that, that's Oberstein, Rutenthal, and Mittenmeyer, the three fleet exactly, admirals. Exactly, it's that oh, tier okay. of people.
0: And so he was going to get promoted up to that, and he basically just said like, hey, I haven't really done anything that I think is worth it, because Lutz was really the reason you're alive, not me. Um, I take the medal, but hey, instead of that, how about you don't kill my friend Rutenthalt, to which Ryan's just like, <laughs> fuck you, you
2: yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's
0: like, but of course, what's your quest? Don't kill Rootenthal? Fuck you! Well, the best part too is Reinhardt's like, he's like, oh, god damn it, I know what you're gonna ask. Just fucking say it. And he's like, spare Ryan or Rootenthal, And he's just like, god damn it. <laughs> just like, it's like, of and of and like <laughs> yeah, that on
1: song. Yeah, he starts just freaking out. He's just like, he's
0: like, he should be saying sorry to me. The fuck's wrong with you? It's not my fault. <laughs> just kind of popping off. I yeah. can't go for that. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> Your kind of wishes that Hildegard was there to defuse tensions because she's good at that sort of thing. And she's like the only person that keeps Reinhardt not going crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an inner monologue here of Reinhardt knowing that if Rutenthal were to come to him and ask for permission, he would spare him. And like, it would all, the whole problem would be done. But he knows that like he can't ask Rutenthal to do that. And he knows that Rutenthal wouldn't do that. So it kind of sucks that they're both being too stubborn to get rid of this problem. Um, we get information that Mechlinger is going towards Isselhorn. Um The vice admirals near Reinhardt wonder if this would uh, be a problem if the people on Islehorn, uh, Julian and his friends, are going to stop Mechlinger or not. And if they do that, like what would happen? And Reinhardt says, "Well, we'll just go crush them after we crush Rutenthal, because you know
0: Reinhardt just loves war and all that shit." Mm-hmm. Also, it would be super free to kind of blow them up. Like it's not—they're not really anything right now. Yeah. Uh,
1: so. Rutensal has sent a ship to Iselhorn. I uh, remember earlier that he had planned to offer them control over the old FPA territory and uh, Trunet's head. So he sent a ship mm-hmm. to Iselhorn, uh, and Mariah is on it, actually. And there's a funny scene of him getting off the ship and then Popolon seeing this and ducking the hell out of there. Um, Mariah gives the offer to Julian. Um, the narrator notes that this is a smart move on Rutensal's part. Uh, To do this, trying to get some strategic advantage of Islehorn back and also picking Mirai was a good uh, personnel decision because they know the history. Um, Julian says he has to think it over with the rest of the crew, other than he takes the position. Um, After they do this, they realize that Rutenthal has one of three options in order to get some legitimacy. Is that he either needs to get the Kid Emperor back, so he says, like, we're reinstalling the old ways... He needs to reinstate the FPA, which is like, oh, we could, you know, have a change of heart and democracy actually rules. Or he needs to be able to.
0: Well, and they mentioned that it's kind of a joke. Like the FPA at this point is kind of seen as just a sham to the public overall.
1: Yeah. And then his third option would be to control Reinhardt himself, which isn't going to happen. And so, because all those are just bad options, Julian says, like, there's no it real also way. It just
0: isn't any better for them at Iselhorn. Like, it doesn't, doesn't really help further their cause at all. It just is an internal power struggle that ends up in neutral, basically. Yeah. So, they decline
1: Rutenthal's offer. Um, Popolon is there. I remember Popolon really adamant about getting True in its head. <laughs> Even though they knew they can't. Like, he I was like, We can't take your offer for all of the Free Planet Alliance territory, but you sent us Trinit anyway. But, um, yeah,
0: can you just. We, <laughs> we really want to kill that motherfucker. Can we do that, please?
1: <laughs> uh, Julian asked Mariah if Ruenthal is involving any of the former FPA people, and he's not, which Julian is relieved by. Um, Julian thinks that Runthol has pride because he issued a straightforward challenge instead of trying to murder. Reinhardt through trickery, because I guess Julian mm-hmm. somehow figured it out that the whole assassination plot was stupid and not Rutenthal's fault in the first place. Um, when Julian tells Mirai that they refused, Mariah says that he made the right decision. He said that in his official capacity as, like, the peace broker guy, like he couldn't say one way or another what to do. But now that Julian's made the decision, he's like, good job, you made the correct one.
0: Yeah, like... A younger general or, you know, a younger commander might have, like, bit seen a chance to seize a slight advantage or a slight upper hand and not really thought about the long-term consequences of if it did succeed. Yeah. And uh, so he's just, like, glad that Julian had the foresight.
1: Yeah. There's a... As they're leaving, there's a funny scene of Shenkop saying he wants to go to Heinison with Mirai. Um He wants to murder Rutenthal and and take a photo op. Like, he had this whole pose. Is like, I want to hold... R- rutenthal's head in one hand and stand on trunet's head on the other and just grin at the camera and it looks really
2: funny then poplin pops up cool and he, poplin <laughs> pops in and he says oh by the way did you know that i want to kill trunet as well let me come along <laughs> in case <laughs> I, think, I didn't make it abundantly clear i want
1: his head as well i don't think they actually go but like they're just joking around but uh, Julian
2: did facepalm during the scene which was funny there was an expression that i just love where he did like the, the, did this eye roll that was fantastic um,
1: so the narrator states that Julian was very tempted to take advantage of the anxiety caused by the Indie Galactic Empire because of the offer, but knows that it's a terrible long-term solution and that in order to foster democracy like he had promised Yang and all that, he has to stick it out for the long term, which means probably normalizing relationships with the Galactic Empire and mm. siding with traitors does not help that cause. So let's have to note, Julian has a Game Boy SP that takes phone calls.
0: Yeah, it's like it a, a weird thing that he flips open and a hologram <laughs> comes out.
2: It's real weird, yeah. yeah. It's like I heard it ringing and I'm like, oh boy, he's going to pull out a cell phone. What the? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the reason.
1: Yeah, really, because uh, Mechlaner shows up. Uh, that was their note that like he had shown up on their doorstep asking to get through, so. um, Let's see what else. The Galactic Empire had, at this point made its formal declaration that Rutenthal has no more power and that no one can listen to him. Uh, Mittenmeyer... And Rutenthal's fleets are about cl- close to each other at this point, so they can, like, talk. So Mittenmeyer calls up Ruten on his ship phone, um, asks him again to apologize to Reinhardt. Rutenthal says that he doesn't
0: want to fight Mittmeyer, but he'll have to in order to get to the Kaiser. Yeah, and he wants that battle more than anything right now. Like, he's like, oh, my whole purpose is that battle. So, like, Rutenthal at this point has kind of psyched himself out because like, remember, he wasn't really into this whole idea when it just kind of happened. <laughs> when all the traitor stuff fired up, he was kind of like, ah oh, fuck, ah oh, nah 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 nah, and then now he's kind of like, you know what? Maybe this is my purpose to be, to do this one thing. <laughs> it's weird that he turned around so fast. Yeah,
1: I don't, I, like, it was that one scene in the last couple episodes, I forgot, when he gets the news and then, like, he does all the things he should have done, like, send out the investigation fleet and that, and then, like, immediately starts leaning into it after he learns that Lutz has died. Like, he just rolled with the punches, like, well, it's happening, let's just do this. But, yeah, like, it, Right now his main goal is he wants to fight Ryan. I think like that's kind of blocking out any sort of I don't know, rational thought that should be going on in his I head. think
2: he also knows that he get he, he's already found that he gets pretty bored during peacetime, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. Mittmeyer tells him that uh, they've detained Lang, and that the situation's gonna work itself out, um, and he'll go up the bat for Rutenthal when he's, you know, apologizing to Reinhardt. Rutenthal it, is dead set, like we said, at fighting Reinhardt and says he wants a powerful enemy and this is probably his best chance at it. Uh, Rutenthal then makes the ballsy move of asking Mittenmeyer to join him, and which Mittenmeier, I think this is the point where he realizes that his friend is gone because he says that he's drunk on blood. And that everybody well, drunk
0: on... He, he says, like, are you drunk? And he replies, like, no, I'm not drunk. He's like, no, drunk on
2: blood, blood-colored blood dreams. It was... I think he dreams. said blue-colored dreams. It,
0: w- it was blood. It was blood-colored was it? dreams. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Because I remember being okay. like, that's an odd localization. <laughs> so I made a note of it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he says that like
1: everybody has to wake up from their dreams someday and that like the sobering aspect is going to be terrible and then what happens if you fight and you win like Reinhardt built this entire empire and made the galaxy at peace and all this but you're just destroying it and Runethal gets kind of mad at this and hangs up just hangs up on him and yeah. Wittenmeyer loses it and punches his PC. <laughs> A really dramatic musical sting I love that part <laughs>
2: yeah
1: um, The narrator notes that even though a lot of people realize, like, the underlings of Rutenthal realize they're kind of going against Reinhardt, not a lot of people have deserted him because they know that he's a great commander. Um, We see a scene of a bunch of, uh, like, just enlisted dudes in, I guess, a mess hall talking about uh, what's happening, trying to justify their actions. It's pretty obvious they all hate Lang and Oberstein and use those as kind of scapegoats, but they also don't know about going up against Reinhardt's entire army themselves. Uh, but they do show that, like, even though they don't know what's going on, they will take orders from Rutenthal because they know he's a good commander and they trust him. So that's why no one's really deserved him. And the episode ends with Rutenthal knowing that he needs the win in order to boost morale.
0: Yeah. And then we go to episode 96, which I'm going to make a humble request to that we just... <laughs> really collapse all the space battles mm-hmm. into like two lines of text because there's only uh, two major little... things
1: that are important that happen in this. Yeah,
0: here's a little bit of parting the kimono in a phrase that I fucking hate and it's <laughs> weird and gross. Um, so, I recently have just been like watching these in the Sunday morning before we record. Um, And usually that's not really an issue. Uh, The space battles in this episode were so boring and repetitive, I fell asleep twice. (laughs) (laughs) They've done
2: good ones, but this one is just like they're retreating. Okay, they're double retreating. Okay, they're retreating again. Okay, come on. Like, no, seriously,
0: I remember because it was, like, the second time they were, like, because, yeah, it was, like, you know, Mittenmeyer and Rutenthal are fighting. Oh, Mitten- Rutenthal's starting to lose because he's a small rebel faction against this big overwhelming force and also Mittenmeyer, like, knows his weaknesses, sure. But it literally is, like, they're fighting and it's stalemated. Then Runethal retreated. They fighted. It stalemated. Runethal retreated. They fighted. It stalemated. Runethal retreated. And on the second one was the first time that I was like, oh my god, fuck this, and just fell asleep. (laughs) Like, you ever see a fucking space battle so repetitive, it just, you immediately have to go to sleep? Because that was, that was this episode. So, with that summary, (laughs) um, I really think we can just move, like, straight the fuck on. Like, okay, major activities that happen. I was uh, going to say the main Palser, things that
1: were important in Grill, grill and Napstein or whatever his names are.
0: Yeah. They uh, do their traitor in the middle of it. Well, they don't. And
1: um, that was the thing. Like, So during the middle of one of the fights, um, was it, who, I forgot which one eats it first. Uh, Napstein. Napstein dies. Way in advance, which yeah, which yeah, I feel, do, which, which is
2: too. really unfortunate because Napstein did not want a part in this. And Grill Palser's like, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> and then Napstein dies, and Grill Plauser's like, I should probably become a trader right now, but I'm kind, it's kind of a bad time because I'm fighting the gale wolf right now. So, yeah, there's like, several he still opportunities. Does it. He yeah, there's something shooting at him. He keeps putting well, it no, that's off. That's the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's
1: several
0: times... Episode, they finally, God, these yeah. space battles took so long. <laughs> yeah.
2: fuck. main thing is both sides are stalemating. It's um, at some point Wallen and Bittenfield shows up. Wallen's ship takes a big hit. He loses his arm again. <laughs> yeah, but, that was funny. But he's like, whatever, he just, I've lost it before. And that's yeah, pretty much it for the episode yeah, with Tall like, and... pulling back again. The other yeah, big it thing is they get.
0: Everybody was just like, oh no, Commander. He's like, I don't give a shit, dude. It's, I, I lost this thing already. You it's lost your arm. Yeah, arm. I've lost
2: it before. Yeah, whatever.
0: Whatever. Like, It's expensive. That shit sucks. Whatever. I've got health insurance. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, they don't care. To okay, summarize,
1: uh, uh, Nafstein dies. Goldplauser had two chances to betray Ryan uh, Rutenthal, but he doesn't because he was under fire. And then the last thing is Mecklinger got through Iselhorn, and this is why Rutenthal ended up
2: retreating because there's more yeah.
1: reinforcements coming.
2: Yeah, and Mecklinger also, when he's going through, he's very directly in firing range of the Thor hammer, and it was kind of a... A little bit of a show of kindness that you know they said hey we're coming in the range of your death weapon we aren't gonna shoot and then they don't shoot so yeah,
0: yeah. it was like kind of a trust exercise but also mecklinger was like also if they do try and blow us up they'll have the entire empire fall on them and they probably don't want yeah. that so like we're good <laughs> don't worry about it guys yeah
1: so yeah that's episode 97 started with that going through the quarter the main thing is mecklinger hopes uh, talks to julian says that like because of this Trusting that you're giving us the allow to go through the corridor. We hope that we can normalize relationships with you in the future, yada yada, all that. um Mittmeyer catches up the Rutan's retreating fleet, which we already says but in st- Immediately, when that happens, they are started. Uh, Rutenthal gets fired on by Groplowser, who has finally decided that this is the time to really trade her for now real. it's
0: time to trade her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Time is ripe for a tradering.
1: Uh, the narrator says that, like, in the confusion, a lot of ships don't know what was happening, so they get blown up. Um, Nafstein dudes were, ironically, the quickest to fire back because they felt personally betrayed
0: uh, for their commander dying, but the other one not. Uh, at- oh, also, uh, one small note that I did like during the military thing, like an actual interesting note. Uh, they talked about how due to it being empire ships versus empire ships it was incredibly confusing and like that was a thing that defined this battle is a lot of the confusion about who was who and like the one advantage was the uh black lancers and fahrenheit's crew were both already like their ships were painted black entirely so they actually looked different (laughs) so they had like a pretty big advantage in that they didn't fucking shoot each other <laughs> compared <laughs> to everyone else. I was like, oh, huh, I actually kind of like that. That's a fun little detail. Like, hey, we actually, like, put some cool Mugman stickers on our ships so
1: <laughs> we know who to Shit, shoot at. Shit, we should have like, gotten a pink <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> so um, during this grill betrayal thing, Ruten, uh, Ruten's ship was, uh, takes a hit, is on fire, and uh, Rutenthal gets pinned under a chair, I think, and
2: then yeah, he takes like his a chair falling... falls on him, and he's like, whew, I'm okay. Yeah, and then he takes falling rebar to the chest. That scene it... was really awesome.
0: It's yeah. really abrupt. It's so fast. Like, yeah. everything in the... The animation style almost looks like it shouldn't have supported how fast that bar moved, yeah. if that makes sense, because, <laughs> like, he's just sitting under this chair, and he's kind of like, oh, man, this fucking... Stuff. And it's just in him, and he's just like, ah! He just goes... <laughs> like, right away
2: whatever yeah, it's
0: just it's fucking instant like you see it go across the screen faster than anything has gone across the screen in this series it's and really it, does, it does this
2: side shot of him just the way it hits him and he lurches it's just really oh it's a well, really I'm, well done it, yeah. scene and he just you know
1: pulls it right out yeah it, he no-sells the entire thing like he just pulls the rebar out and kind of looks at it um after this, the uh, uh, I think it was a uh, burger grundle, whatever. <laughs> <Berger> <laughs> grundle.
0: <laughs> he says, Ah, uh, yes,
2: burger grundle stru- struck down by Beowulf in this scene, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, asks if
1: they should go after Grill who's retreating, trying to get the Mittmeier. Rutensall says to just let him go because he knows what happens to the traitors when they go plead the Rhine. Um, the doc comes onto the bridge says that rinthal needs surgery right now rinthal says no i need to command these
0: ships um, yeah he's just like he's like okay so like I don't- turns out that's a pretty major artery between your lungs and heart and all of it like we need to fix that dog like we can freeze it for a little bit and it'll hold together but like you need surgery my guy that's a bad thing and like one of his underlings, too, looks at it, and he like he only has a little bit of blood on the front, but then he looks behind him, and it's like a huge pool of blood, like, drenching his cape and shit. And he's just like, I'm good. It's like, you're not <laughs> it's good. Like his, it, it's like he
2: says, if you don't get this fix in surgery, you're going to die. Hmm. I don't like surgery. What? He's like, I'm not going <laughs> yeah, do- do- like, to do that. It, 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 it's it's a really interesting scene, but it's also pretty much at this point he's saying, okay, this is fucked. And, you know, it's pretty much like, if I go surgery, I'll live, but he he really doesn't want to live at this point, you know, or at least he doesn't. Yeah. He, he knows the writing's on the wall, so.
0: And he also, like, goes on a big speech about, you know, like, oh, a warrior gets to choose his life and choose his death, or, you know, like, or I deserve a warrior's death, blah, 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 like, Dying in my pajamas in a hospital bed is no way for my ass to go. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, I think
2: it's—I don't know if it's this scene or a later one—but he just starts thinking of all the other generals and stuff who. No, it was this one. Yeah, it was, much, yeah, yeah, it was he, like it all the dead people, and it's sort of like hmm, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he—they
1: put his chair back on its rails or whatever it was. He sits down in it's shirtless with bandages on.
2: Uh, and it gets like it's, a... it's, it's hilarious how a, a captain's chair in space can tip over. You'd think that'd be bolted down real well. <laughs> exactly. But... <laughs> yeah.
0: um,
2: so he
1: sits down in his chair and just acts as if nothing happens, starts giving out orders again. Uh, the narrator notes he starts popping some painkillers, but he still gives commands. Um, despite the fact that he's on drugs, he's still pretty good at it. Um, mm-hmm. He is looking progressively more and more shitty, like his face is starting to get really pale. Um once he, Rutenthal left uh the battle because I guess like uh, one of his other underlings surrendered or gave ran interference while he retreated, um most of his fleet surrendered. Um,
0: yeah, his force was um like actually decimated. Like mm-hmm. actual decimation, yeah, the, which is actual, it was reduced to, to one-tenth of its yeah, initial size. Yeah. The, <laughs> it actual, actually the actual decimated. Webster definition
2: of decimation.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, it actually happened. Um, the narrator knows... Oh, wait, actually, I'm sorry. Decimation historically is killing one in every ten. So he did reverse decimation, which I guess would be... <laughs>
2: Non a decimation? I don't. I know. I thought it was down Whatever. to a tenth. I guess I had it backwards.
0: No, I just looked it up. Uh. It's kill one in every ten of a group of soldiers or others. As well, you pun- just got for the whole
2: group ninefold decimated, or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Decimated nine fucking times. Mm-hmm. Did you know if you get decimated ten times, you die in real life? <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
1: I don't think that's how compounding multiplication works.
2: Look, we're doing really well with numbers. We're doing really well with these episode numbers and math in general, so don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, I love episode ninety-five to ninety-three. It's doing great. <laughs> so uh, wait, till, uh, the narr- wait till we get
2: to the later episode, episode ninety-two.
0: <laughs> Oofa <Oof-a-doofa. laughs> The narrator
2: notes that Grilplows
1: was surrendered to Wallen and not Mittmeyer because he didn't want Mittmeyer's ire. Um, Mittmeyer is getting reported, reports that the surrendered Rutenthal soldiers had, quote, fulfilled their duty uh, to Ruten and want to surrender. Like, these guys were fighting for Rutenthal because they thought it was part of their job, not because they really wanted to. And it was at this point in the series that Mittmeyer realizes that Rutenthal is done. There's no way he's going to win anymore. He also knows that he will not survive the feat. He wants to die, like death and defeat are the same thing to him. Um, we get Bittenfield
0: a... Bittenfield has the most confusingly insightful moment.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, this scene was funny. So Bittenfield talks to Wallen, and, like, it, it's weird because Bitfield's kind of an idiot. And, like, he says his profound statement. Like, like a
0: bloodthirsty his- idiot. Specifically, he's the head of the Black Lancers, which... Mm. Oh, I did actually like where Rutenthal's just, like... Mm oh uh, god damn it Bittenfield's a giant fucking idiot fuck up but now that I'm on the other side of the battlefield shit it actually works huh yeah <laughs> like, he's like god damn it it actually sucks ass to have yeah, to deal with this episode. aggressive a fucking moron yeah <laughs> but yeah when he's talking to
1: and he says like yeah our history is written in blood no matter how you try to look at it even if you try to like dress it up with this humanitarian aspect like we're fighting for freedom or whatever it's like we just make her killing each other and is also fighting our comrades suck and stuff like that.
2: I, I also love the, the the leap and launching. He does right He's like, "Hey, by the way, Juan if Reinhardt told you to kill me in battle, you wouldn't do it, right? Of course, I would." What? Yeah, well, <laughs> immediately, no hesitation, is he's just like, "Yup." If Reinhardt asks, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Bittenfield's like, I would have liked you to have to at least like struggle a little with that question, like, but Juan's no, no, just absolutely like, "Absolutely, no bad. question." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Wallen doesn't deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut back yeah, to the roof. Yeah,
0: if Shenkop was like, you should be a dictator, Bittenfield would be like, mm, not a bad idea, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Rudenthal, I'm going to cut of Rudenthal. His ship has made like a light speed jump or whatever. And then when he comes out of it, he starts bleeding again uh, pretty badly this time. He blacks out and there's a scene of him thinking about Mittenmeyer or whatever. Uh, when he wakes up, the doc is like, listen, you can't stay on the ship. It's falling apart. You got to move to another ship. But was like, I'm not leaving my ship. This is—I like this thing. So he stays on that, and he doesn't even get his like wounds fixed up or anything. Um, I
0: finally got the butt crevice in the captain's seat <laughs> set just like I like it. Like it just. It's form fit. It's memory foam, and it's finally learned. <laughs> it's like Homer's <laughs> couch. <laughs> and it's finally learned my cheeks. <laughs> yeah,
1: the narrator's like, even though he was grievously injured and in pain, he never lost self control during all of this, and that's what his men would remember him by, and everything. Uh, we get a cut over to Mecklinger. Uh, he's finally gotten through the Isilhorn corridor, and he's landing on that planet where the original assassination attempt on Rhine was. Uh, He reinstates the piece and starts investigating about the assassination attempt. Uh, The narrator says that the entire assassination plot was badly put together and that Mittmeier should have noticed it and told Reinhardt about it, that it wasn't Ruttenthal's fault. Uh, Mechliner says that Ruttenthal is a proud man and wouldn't apologize to Reinhardt. He had too much ambition, so this is probably why this happened. But after he starts investigating, he finds that Grillplowser was hiding the assassination evidence from Ruttenthal. So he calls him in because I guess like he was sent over to Mechlinger. I don't know what happened after he surrendered to Wallen, but I guess he's there. But uh, Mechlinger like lays in the grill for the dreaded double betrayal, saying like he disgraced himself. You
0: had a bright future. Why did you do this? You know, Reinhardt hates this sort of shit. Yeah, he was like, you know what? You were actually pretty good at a lot of this stuff. Like, the whole spying thing. You weren't actually bad at that. Why'd you have to be such a stupid fuck-up with it? Like, you could have easily just been promoted, like, by being good at stuff. <laughs> like, what's yeah. wrong with you? And, uh... This is yeah, the... Mecklinger just... And that, that's the poetry... Uh, yeah, it's Or Zero. whatever, by the way, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't remember everybody's <laughs> name. Uh, so it's very weird when... Fucking little Kappa Mustache comes up and starts going bonkers on someone. It's also <laughs> funny
1: because he has a really deep voice. And so, like, yeah, whenever his he's his voice yelling,
0: is like good for it. Yeah, and you just never hear him like yelling, and he's just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And it's like, "Holy
2: shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Finally, wow. I get to do something in this goddamn series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so Mechlinger continues to uh, investigate into it and figures out that originally it was a terrorist plot, and that uh, it was furthered by Grill Palauzer not reporting the ev- evidence.
2: So this is this is the interesting thing with all the almost all of the headway that the Earth that the Earth Church makes in the series to this point is it, they don't do through sheer flawless genius. It's usually due to somebody else fucking up or getting in the way like this was not a well-hidden secret, but, they're, the, the, they're but like he the swept f- in was like, eh, I won't tell anybody about this. The Earth Church, I feel, is a lot like
1: figure one in a Rube Goldberg machine. Like, they're the catalyst that starts all the bullshit, but, like, mm-hmm. they really never try to finish it out themselves. Yeah, well, pretty much. The other much. thing that's
0: weird is the number of times everybody just is like, oh, weird, it was all the terrorists' fault. Yeah, probably shouldn't tell anyone. Like four times, yeah. And that's, then there was, that was like, interesting about Yang the. Then gets scene. a folder it's, of information about how everything was the terrorist schemes, and then he just like never opens it. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, that was, was interesting about the scene is because Mecklinger
1: figures out that like Plauser didn't tell anybody about the terrorist, and then he himself doesn't tell Reinhard Mittmeyer about. Yeah, this. Yeah,
2: that, that, that's the thing. I don't. He's sitting on it momentarily, and I wasn't sure why. Is it because he didn't want to tell Reinhardt he got played by the Earth Church, or what? Uh, yeah, I
1: think. I, from I what I remember, what I think he
2: tells him later on in the series, but like at the,
1: right now he doesn't want to tell Reinhardt yeah, that he's, he's losing his he's, vassal he's bound to tell to his him. Friend.
0: he's yeah. bound to tell him later, but yeah. just kind of it was a thing. I think there's concerns about Ryan's stability right now. Yeah that he is just full on he's sick he as hard for war. He's sick and he's, he's he's sick with a hard dick for war, <laughs> and that's Ryan's current situation, and maybe not. I think Bechdelina was thing. trying
1: to just be tactful and didn't want to go tell Mittenmeyer after he's going to end up killing Rutenthal, hey, you were played by the terrorist, you know, as a one-two yeah. punch to his gut. But um, Rutenthal, or sorry, Ruten at this point has returned to Heinesen. Uh He has 10% of his original fleet, so he's been triple, quadruple decimated or whatever. No. Um, Nine, nine decimated. Yeah. God, we're I, I mad. still think we need to check the math on that.
2: <laughs> not, not a, how many of not us have
0: how, much, how many of us have STEM degrees in this call? Because I feel like it's a hundred percent. Okay, just putting that okay. on the table. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway,
1: the the episode is saying like, uh, Burgermeister tells him that uh, there's a thousand soldiers that are going to defend you to your death, and then Rintal's like, "These guys are idiots for doing that." Um, episode 80 or 98, I know numbers, uh, starts up Alzheimer and Ruth <laughs> talked. Um, Ruth is ashamed coming back unvictorious. He tells him that you need to take all responsibilities cause I don't have much time left. Um, also you're very good at this and I'm sorry I'm putting this all on your shoulders, but you're the only one I can trust to do this. Right. And so Alzheimer's like, yeah, sure. I'll be the boss for three days or whatever. Um, he then and calls. Next in. comes up
0: yeah. one of the best uh, fucking moments. This scene is Holy great. Shit. I really
2: this love scene this episode. Is this episode, yeah. in, I really love this episode. I'm just it's saying verbal, that
1: right now. It's the verbal sparring yeah. between them, which is so mm-hmm. great. So he calls mm-hmm. in Trunet uh, to practice quote for the unpleasantness of death.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he's like really dying, and he's just like, yeah, bring Trunit in. And his helper's like, are you sure that guy's a dick? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm. It's cool. It's I'm a, going to hell soon. I, I guess so, for, back, like, for, I can
1: deal. for background, uh <laughs> back at his desk. He's just chilling at his desk in his yeah. Highness in
2: hotel or wherever he is. And he's dying. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like fading in and out of consciousness at, at these. Yeah, he knows next, he's he knows yeah. he's a dead man. So it's like when between this scene when Trunick walks in later, he pretty much blacks out. Yeah. So Trunick
1: comes on in. Um he tells Trunick that he rebelled and failed, that he's gonna die soon, and no one's gonna mourn his loss. He wonders if tragedies like this would have places in democracies. Trunin says that, like, democracies aren't that all that remarkable. Um, I got to the top of one, so, I mean, that's proof of its flaws. It's <laughs> not really all that great. Yeah, democracy so
2: shit. I mean, hell, look at me. I'm at the top of one. How the hell does that they, work?
0: <laughs> they made me boss, and I'm a giant shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Rudenthal says, like, why, why do you sound like you hate democracies? I mean, you took advantage of it and it gave you everything that you are. It should be your greatest benefactor. And Trunit's like, well, if autocracies gave me power, I'd use those next. I really don't care about any power structure aside from getting power. So Ruin asks him uh, if he wanted to kill Ryan so badly uh, that he was like, why did you want to kill Ryan so badly that you allowed the terrorists to take advantage of you? And Trunet's like, no, no, you got it backwards. I was taking advantage of the ter- terrorists. Uh, you know, I'll take advantage of whatever I can. Uh, Trunet then starts talking shit about Reinhardt, saying that he's a brat, blonde idiot, all that. And then Ruthall just like stone cold pulls out a gun and shoots him right through the heart. Like, no yeah.
0: leeway. <laughs> it's really good, too, because the way they frame the scene is like, Trunet is just talking shit. And it he's cuts starting away the monologue. Visually. Yeah. Yeah, like, while he is still monologuing and talking shit, it cuts to just like, a really close-up shot of behind Rutenthal's back, where he's starting to pull the gun out. <laughs> As Trunet's like, yeah, that brown, blonde brat's a real piece of shit. I don't know, big fucking dumbass. I could probably beat him in a fight, and you just see a gun sliding up the table, and it's just kind of like, yeah, 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 <laughs> and he shoots him in the chest and it's just like woo. <laughs> yeah so
1: trunit shot to the chest he's like bleeding through the mouth and all that uh rudenthal starts the shit all over trunit then saying that like i i don't care if you don't care about democracy or deceiving for profit etc but you won't allow i uh, he won't allow him to quote soil the kaiser's dignity with your filthy feces filled ton which was a great translation um, yep. <laughs> trunit finally gets his and falls face down onto the floor and Renthal's kind of upset that the last man he had to kill in his life was unarmed, saying that was just yeah,
2: like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, good, you did such a good job being a slimy fucking rat. You even made me kill an unarmed man. Fuck you, man. <laughs> so
1: after that, we get a bit of a time
0: skip. Um, it's later in the evening,
1: and I guess like, he's waking up from being unconscious for a bit. Um, someone comes into his office, and it happens to be Elf. Uh, she starts <clears throat> taunting him, saying that she wants to watch him die. It was
2: it was when she was about when he was about to. I'm sorry, when she was about to come in, he says, "I'm enjoying dying" or something like that. Yeah, like no, yeah. I'm dying. I'm enjoying this. God, <laughs> yeah,
0: like he legitimately. He's like he's like, come on, I'm like I'm not dead yet. I'm like actively working on it, and I'm just. <clears throat> Starting to get into it. I can I'm feel, feel the neurons like
2: in my brain firing, and I'm kind of digging it. Okay, I'm
0: gaining an appreciation for dying and being dead. <laughs> and could you not fuck with it right now, you <laughs> stupid asshole? And Elf walks in,
2: of course. It's like, oh, and a crying baby. What the baby? <laughs> yeah, so she. <laughs> starts- What's that baby doing here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so she says that she
1: wanted to watch him die, which is funny because earlier she said that she wanted to watch his downfall and he was cool with that. Uh, but, yeah, she brought his kid in and, like, he starts it's getting It's like the thing. She's like, I came here to
2: watch your downfall. Baby, not now, please. I'm not in a good shape for this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so he was, like, slouching in his chair. But when he sees the kid, he gets, like, weary eye for it and kind of, like, looks at it and then asks her to give the kid to the Mittenmeyers to be raised. Because uh, he says that he's got to be dead soon, and she's not a good parent, and that they've always wanted a kid, and that was like his last request. I think yeah, one he, one he of the
2: things like, um, that I don't I think I don't know if it was intentional or not, but when the baby first came in, you could just see one of his eyes, and I know they made a very yeah. a very. Driven point to making baby turn. You could see that he has um a two blue eyes because when he first heard about the baby, he was kind of musing, "Oh, I wonder if he has the same you know mixed that's, eyes that I do." I think do. that's how genetics work. But. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, um, yeah, he asked Elf
2: also.
0: Give- just one sec. Quick, important side note: this baby's got a mad case of adult face. <laughs> <laughs> this, this baby's got some wicked like maybe if we're playing it fast and loose in anime years maybe 16
2: year old face
0: (laughs) at youngest on this baby
1: they they say the babies take
0: after their fathers that's just a
2: strong Germanic jawline I mean come on (laughs)
0: yeah I was cracking up at this Mm -hmm. adult baby it was really hard like it was a really emotional and good scene and then this baby turns around and I'm just like why do you have (laughs) Julian's face it's... It's,
2: it's, it's, it's like Iggy from uh, from JoJo. It just yeah, starts drawing it with an adult's starts... face. Whatever. It's a dog. Yeah. Get it? It's a baby dog. It's a Whatever. dog
0: now. Just attach a chihuahua <laughs> to a human's face. Yeah. It's fine. It's a baby. You get it.
2: Scribble, scribble. Done so... Almost 100 fucking episodes of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> draw a baby, they say. <laughs> Fuck you.
0: What's next? Telling the wicked wiki how guy to draw a dog? <laughs> Fuck off with this baby shit.
1: <laughs> so, um,. He tells Elf that if she wants to kill him that she should do it quick because he doesn't have much time left. But she surprises him by instead uh, patting his head down with a handkerchief or whatever. He passes out. There's another. That's
0: t- really good too because yeah. he's like, hey, by the way, if you did want to kill me, I'm like super bleeding out. Like, I know you suck at this, but if you want to use my gun, I think there's still like at least a couple bullets in it. It's right over here. You can just give the kid to Mittermeier and if you want to shoot me here's here's the gun go nuts. And then yeah, she's just kind of like she kind of like cracks a smile. It's weird like there finally was a moment of just like ah damn it we kind of had something, didn't we? <laughs> like yeah. we had a weird thing, but we had it. Damn it. <laughs> it's, so it's good. there's
1: a time skip and then when he wakes back up the underling runs into his room holding the kid like he doesn't he's like he's never seen a kid before. <laughs> it looks really funny. But um, he's like, yeah. Also, the- shout
0: outs to the animators. Every time they draw someone holding the kid, they make sure to put spit mm-hmm. on their shirt, yeah. which is very accurate to <laughs> holding a child. If you hold a child for more than like 25 seconds, they'll find a way to make a fluid on your shirt. <laughs> it's true. So
1: uh, the kid's asking, or the assistant's asking what to do. And uh, Rutenthal is one saying, like, well, the mother leaves, the child remains the same way it was for two generations. Uh, he tells the guy to give the kid to Mittenmeyer when he shows up. Then he also asks the kid to get him two glasses of whiskey. The, the assistant puts the baby on the desk, just leaves mm. it there, which is kind of funny.
0: It's really good, yeah. It's like, why would you put the baby up on a desk? Like, yeah. He's not that twi- tightly swaddled. Come on.
1: <laughs> but um, he pours two glasses of whiskey and leaves it on his desk, and he's regretful that he won't live till he have a drink with Mittenmeyer. And, and then he just dies in his chair.
2: It's like he says something when he's dying and uh, Heinrich writes it down. I couldn't remember what the last word was. I think he's he like, uh, said Hail Caesar or something. but Well,
0: no, he said Sieg Kaiser Reinhardt, or like Sieg Kaiser, but then he said like Steinsterben or
2: something like Yeah, that? something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the narrator notes that Mittmeyer won the battle, but he had Wallen and Bittenfield on his side, and that if Rutenthal had had competent commanders under him, it might have gone differently
2: especially um, ones who didn't stab him in the back, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped. Um Meyer uh, is landing on Heinesen now, uh, he gets informed that Rutenthal and Trunit are dead. Um he goes up and I think this actually he walks <laughs> into the room at this point and sees it. It like uh,
2: they it's like they heard or it, maybe it was late maybe it was later somebody remarked that he was doing he must've been doing spring cleaning since he killed Trunit. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 they were was happy Trunit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was Mittenmeyer. He was just, he's like, oh, look, looks like on his way out. He wanted to do some house cleaning for the Empire, so thanks, I guess. But- and then <laughs> what must
1: be one of the most emotionally difficult times of Mittenmeyer's life, he walks into the room, sees a dead Rutenthal, the whiskey glasses, and then is immediately handed a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry about
1: your friend. Mittenmeier's fucking big day. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sorry
1: about your friend. By the way, take this. Yeah, so Mitt Mai rips off the flag and places over Ruin, uh, Rutenthal. Uh, he then, immediately after this emotional scene, um, gets noticed that Berger, Magmeister, whatever, is locked himself into a room down the hall. Uh, they run over in the door and they try to get it open, but he's inside, and he's super sad that both Kilke Ice and now Rutenthal are both dead, both of his commanders. Um, he's mad that Reinhardt is chewing through his underlings and what he wonders what will happen like, if this continues to happen to
0: Reinhardt. And he even just straight up says, like, fuck it, man. Mittenmeyer, you're probably next, dog. Like, as the camera pans ready, over he and he's
2: standing me. right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just like, yeah, Mittenmeyer's probably next. Fuck that guy. No, <laughs> it's not, like, disrespectful no, Yeah, he was disrespectful, but saying. he didn't know he was there. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't know he was there, but he basically just straight up says, he's like, yeah, at this rate, fucking Mittenmeyer's going to burn in a week. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then he shoots himself. Yeah, he very much shoots himself, yeah. and uh, blood runs under the door, and everyone kind of is like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no.
1: So the rest of the episode is like the cleanup. Um, <laughs> Wallen is staying behind to run stuff on Heinason for the time being. Meyer goes back to Fasan. Uh, Reinhardt gets news of Rutenthal's death. Uh, he's sad that he de- didn't get to fight him, really, internally. Uh, Reinhardt is still sick and bad but doing government duties and all that stuff. Uh, one of the thing is that he notes is that during all of this, Lunt's, Lutz's fiance didn't want his health benefits. Um Hildegard says that they should make like a trust for training nurses or something like that. And like during the scene, Reinhardt is realizing that he, more and more he's in love with Hildegard.
0: And Yeah, the, and that like she's just such an important part of his life, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Um the narrator notes that she's four months pregnant now. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a scene, I think, of her and her father talking, and Merendorf Sr. is planning on leaving his position of Secretary of State, I think he's still at. uh, Yeah, yeah. Because he's got to be a grandfather, and also he's very old, and he's also going to be the grandfather, or the father-in-law of the Kaiser.
0: Well, the the grandfather of the the Kaiser, you know, successor or whatever, and he just makes a statement offhand of kind of like... Yeah, I don't really want to set a precedent of that, of, like, the entire, you know, secretary and family. I, want, yeah, I don't want all the ruling family, to yeah. just be done by family. Yeah, he's like, that's a really dangerous precedent, and I want to personally take a step to retire and not set that precedent. And he was like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. No, Meridor cool. Senior's yeah. a smart guy. Yeah, Mirandorf Sr. is one of the, the most consistently good characters yeah. in the show. You, you, would, you
2: didn't think it when he first showed up at the, uh, the Toga Party Rebellion. <laughs> but. He got tricked into that Toga Party. Uh, <laughs> still regrets <laughs> it. Um, he also notes that he
1: wants to make Mitmire the new Secretary of State because he thinks that Mitmire would be good at that. I believe Holdegard says like, he has no political le- uh, abilities or anything like that. Yeah, I like think, he's
0: just he's pure military.
2: He said he was joking and he recommend, he said a different position, didn't he? Oh, uh, really? No, I thought yeah, it's it was like it, he said, actually, I was kidding. I was thinking he'd be better suited for this other position, which yeah. I can't remember. But either way, it's, yeah. it's like a non-military spot, but his insight would work pretty well. So we, especially since it's going to be peacetime stuff coming up.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> we get a scene of Lane in interrogation. So Kessler is got him in some interrogation room, and they had like a whole suite of torture devices
2: behind him. Yeah, I love that they, they they made a very deliberate point to show the torture wall, which had all yeah. of these really grotesque, like Spanish Inquisition Inquisition yeah, style was like torture an Iron tools. Iron maiden and shit in there. It's like several axes. So many axes.
0: My favorite part of it too is they mention like hey we're going to do the same shit you did to everyone else Lang you excited for that and he kind of like looks over at the wall and he's like oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Lang asks what happens he demands to know what happened to Rutenthal and Kessler tells him and then like Lang just I, the narrator says that he laughed for over an hour and yeah, that's as a soon lot of he said,
0: yeah as soon as he was told Rutenthal was dead he just fucking laughed nonstop. Lang is and probably then,
2: super bonkers by this point yeah, and no, then he easily. stole the beans Very on everything. So. Like, and then
0: he confesses everything, but he also, uh, like, he doesn't fully confess because he's still a wiener. Um, he basically, like, lays everything on Rubinsky and, and Oberstein. Saying that he was whole, a lackey. Like, oh, Oberstein had to sign off on everything, so, you know, it's largely his fault, too. Even though, like, it seems like a lot of the stuff Lang was doing might have been under the radar behind the scenes
1: yeah so kessler gets this information and for the time being ignores the oberstein part but goes after rubinsky um
0: the issue being rubinsky has already pieced the fuck out yeah he's not, not even he inside
1: the Sea lab yeah they show all of his houses including Sea lab but he's not in any of them but yeah rubinsky's always a slippery fucking weasel um we get a scene of Lang's I
0: love that shit heel. God he's good. <laughs> what a well written shit heel.
1: But we get a scene of Lang's wife asking for his relief release. Um, Kessler says that he's a traitor, he needs to be detained, you gotta keep it in the wife's like he's always been a great father and family and husband to me and all that. And um, Kessler is one like muses over the fact that he's a better family man than Rutenthal or Ryan is despite being a huge asshole in the political space.
0: Yeah, talking about, like, public-facing appearance versus private-facing private appearance. Yeah, Because
1: yeah. by all accounts, Lang was a good father and husband, I guess.
0: Um, yeah, like, in private matters, he was pretty chill. But it was just, yeah, in his public matters, he was a nightmare.
1: Um, we get a scene of Oberstein talking. Um, he is glad. The narrator says that, like, he's glad that Rutenthal died to Mittmeyer and not to Reinhardt. Because then Mittmeyer if if Reinhardt had killed Rutenthal, Mittenmeyer would have resented him for that. So because his friend killed him, that makes it somehow less bad? And then- yeah,
0: no, he was explaining that, like, because they asked, why did Mittenmeyer take it? Because remember, like, Mittenmeyer was the one who was like, no, I'm doing this one. This one's mine. This is, I'm doing this. Yeah. This is mine. I'm putting this down. And he said it was to shield himself from feeling resentment towards Ryan. And the thing I really like, too, is uh, Oberstein is, like, talking over this and, like, kind of going through all of his philosophical musings about it. Uh, And then at the end, he says, um, I can't remember what word he used exactly. It was a bit more of an odd piece of vocabulary it was localized as. But basically, he just says, you know what, I've talked too much about this kind of now inconsequential piece of this matter, so uh, I'm just going to stop. And then the narrator's like, and Oberstein legitimately never said another fucking word about Rudenthal's rebellion ever again. It (laughs) was was like he
2: said, oh, hmm, I've been rather garrulous lately, haven't I? and that was yeah, it yeah yeah so just, and i was yeah, like wow i haven't heard much that much. since like ninth grade vocab <laughs> i
0: won't lie i saw garrulous and was like that means like talking too much about inconsequential matters right and i pulled out my phone and i was like google what is garrulous and it was like talking too much about inconsequential matters i was like damn i, still I thought it was it. the guy
2: from mass effect <laughs> fuck
0: podcast Thanks, of the galactic I, I heroes very TV. garrulous <laughs> <laughs> Gallo and pedantic and garrulous. If I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the last uh, part of this episode
1: is uh, the narrator is like rutenthal's rebellion ended that year, or did it? <laughs> Bum, like, bum, bum.
0: like literally the fucking thing i posted in the discord after i saw it was in extremely like narrator voice this led to the end of the rebellion but would it mean peace no <laughs> like it's so fast like, he's just like he's like ah this ended the rebellion but would there be a P- oh, fucking course not like it's so abrupt like, 98 no episodes
2: of think. war i guess this means war is done or is it
0: <laughs> Guess what? There's still like eleven more episodes. <laughs>
1: ninety nine. Yeah, episode ninety nine. So Mittmeyer lands on Fazant, uh, Mueller greets him, but Mittmeyer is still kind of all bittersweet about this whole thing. Like it's obvious the way he's drawn an axe that Mittmeyer is just checked out um from doing all this. Uh both he and Bittenfield report to the Reinhardt. Um after they left Reinhardt called him back. Reinhardt asked Mittenmeyer if he remembers, like, five years ago when the four of them were alive and doing their planning against the Emperor sort of bullshit. Yeah, dude,
2: we've seen that. He's like, do you we've remember this? this? Flashback yeah, like dude, we've seen times. this flashback, like, four I times in the last so 20 episodes. I was so worried they were going to
0: flashback again. I was like, yeah. no, 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 not like this. <laughs> not, not this flashback for a ninth time, please.
1: Yeah, I don't know why Ryan really asked him about that other than to make him really emotional again, but... Mittmeyer leaves, and he's holding back tears as he does so, and then he goes into the hallway and sees Rutenthal's kid. Um, Mittmeyer visits Hildegard and asks the raise Rutenthal's kid just to make sure there wasn't any, like, political problems with all this. Uh, Hildegard's (laughs) real cool with it and said she would ask Ryan about it.
0: Well, basically, like, what it is is Mittenmeyer's coming in and is like, hey, this is technically a child that was, you know, involved in a major treason, so, like... According to rules, this child could also just be put to death. Like, that is a thing that could happen. And uh, Hilda's response is like, Oh, that's an illegitimate child, so fucking there's no connection to his dad. Sure, <laughs> fuck off, go raise him. Like, I don't know, and he's just like, are you sure? And he's like, Yeah, I'll tell Reinhardt, by the way, have you asked your wife yet? And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> My what? Wo- oh, fuck. <laughs> it, it's so good because, like, he immediately blushes and is just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, he never thought I,
1: about it. That's pretty yeah, great. he was like,
0: I was so sure my wife would say yes. I forgot to ask her entirely. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! And Hilda just kind of laughs and is like, "You idiot." There, there was <laughs> one other
2: thing that was really minor, but uh, Heinrich, the assistant that was with with uh, Royenthal, I think they're spo- I don't, I don't know if they were drawing him properly, but I guess he was supposed to be considerably younger because he Mittermeyer pretty much says that he wanted him to be added to his family as well. So basically, he adopted him too.
0: <laughs> i i think the idea is he is like what julian's yeah. age was yeah that's yeah, what, he that's was what i figured award. too yeah
1: um so Mittmeyer goes home with the kid shows it the eva she's chill because i guess hilda called ahead because she's way smarter than Mittmeyer is
0: <laughs> yeah it's really good because yeah Mittmeyer like comes in. he's like hey by the way i got Like, kind of a present, I guess. And, like, she runs up and immediately is just like, let me hold that baby. That's mine. (laughs) That kind of of attitude that people sometimes have towards babies, which are just like, I want to hold it. Uh, (laughs) And just, like, kind of starts playing with the baby and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, so... I kind of was thinking, and she's just like, "Yeah, it's Rutenthal's kid." Yeah, no, I got it already. Hilda did oh, all the heavy lifting idiot. for you, <laughs> and yeah, then I was like, "He's just like, Phew. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, okay, so you're cool with the whole thing?" She's just like, "Yeah, you dumb moron." I I get to name it though, because you're dumb, and he's just like, "Fair." She's like, "Yep, Felix. This this kid's Felix, and it means like what it was, like means happiness or something like that in some yeah. old language, felicity." I yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, they said that, uh, that the kid's name is Felix. And it's funny because the kid got a title card right there. For- yes, I love that little thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mitt Myers talks about how when the kid gets older, he can take on Ruenthal's name if he wants to. Um,
2: <clears throat> oh, wait, we have another son. He's just outside, sorry. <laughs> oh Yeah, they forgot about the kid outside holding His diapers. His name's Heinrich, by the way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like they hear him sneeze really loudly, and it's while they're having this tender moment of naming their new adopted child, and then you just hear from the outside like, <clears throat> and they all just jump for a second. They're like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> Minmeyer's—he's got, got like, the diapers. Oh what yeah, in? fuck one sec, and he opens the door, and it's like a fucking basket filled with baby toys and like a big thing of diapers that the kid's holding, and he's just kind of like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm here too."
2: <laughs> like,
1: yeah, so um, we cut over to Hildegard meeting with Reinhardt. Um, Reinhardt has really bad small talk. Um, he asks her about his proposal. She tells him that uh, she's four months pregnant or whatever. Reinhardt has a face that looks like he's about to die.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it is is like, they're talking about the weather or bullshitting, and it's very awkward, and then Reinhardt's like, oh, you haven't gotten sick or anything, have you? And she's like, Oh, uh, well, I, no, I wouldn't get sick. It would be really bad for the kid I have inside of me. And Reinhardt just like has a moment where he's just kind of like, oh, that's cool. And then he just like gets super wide eyed and like paralyzes, just like locks up, like, oh, uh? she's like, yeah, it's your kid you've done more Are you sick recently?
2: Oh, aside from the morning sickness, no. <laughs> well, that's pretty good to hear more. <laughs>
0: So uh he
1: re asked her about the marriage proposal, um, tells her she's important to him and all that, has really bad pickup lines
0: and like how being away really made him realize it all that yeah. stuff yeah and uh she accepts so there's a flashback of her talking on Skype with
1: Anna Rose uh Anna Rose is thanking Hildegard for loving Ryan because no one else will do it yeah uh, Ryan is pretty useless hugs.
2: thanks for thanks for putting a ring on that, you know yeah.
1: Ryan has an awkward hug, but they look happy. So good for them. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure what this fucking note I hear meant.
2: Narrator goes, goes, back, goes back, to back to treacherous to tre- shit. <laughs> they killed Yang and Root. Oh, this is about the just, yeah, church. They're, they're
1: sort of, yeah, the church people are talking <laughs> about how they killed Yang and Rootenthal, but lost Trunet and Lang, which is a big blow to them. <clears throat> we lost our weasels. Yeah, they now know though that uh, Reinhardt has a wife and a future kid and this is very bad. This is, yeah, this whole scene is a underling of the Earth Church yelling at the Villa about all this shit. Saying that like
0: Yeah, like it's just like <clears throat> yo man, we have fucked it. Like Rutenthal is dead, which like sure we wanted, but that wasn't great. Also he's married, he has a kid now. Also Lang in that guy you know, like Lady and are dead and his the, the dude just starts laughing he's just like <laughs> <laughs> the scene is the
2: scene's amazing because number 1 they're at this hilariously huge table inside of like a concrete bunker and also he said there's this one dude at the end of the table who says DeVilliers, who's the, you know the same head of the church or whatever the whole time he pretty much says you fucked up we've lost actually we haven't lost, and he starts laughing. Then everybody else at the table starts laughing, and the dude who's yelling and I'm just standing there looking confused, kind of like, well, <laughs> I doesn't really along. My,
0: my favorite detail about this table is it is a fucking huge, like Geop said, in the middle of a very empty room. But the thing that kicks it for me is that the head of the church is sitting at one end of the table. And then there's roughly half of the <laughs> yeah. length of the table yeah. is completely <laughs> <Yeah>. unoccupied. <laughs> then it starts having guys and then someone at the other end of the table. So, like the two sides of the table like if it was a football field the 50 to 100 yard line would be completely unoccupied (laughs) with the head in the end zone and then the other other side of the table is just stuffed with guys so like they could spread it out you know and like maybe get some space is just an asshole
2: about it it's like they'll try sitting down he's like what are you doing well we're sitting here you know the rules (laughs) really (laughs) Get half it. the, of other the turkey is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I like stupid. To, <laughs> he, I like to think he has a bunch of bullshit rules he pulls out just to give all the other Earth Church followers shit.
0: No, no, you can't. The highest table. rank always get half of it split amongst themselves, um, and I'm the only one left. So <laughs> please give me, please give me that half of a honey ham. It's mine. Right,
2: oh, um, you know that I never pay for dinner, but, but it's your turn. Sorry, but no, come on. You've got all of the money. You have all of the money. I never run down to Caesar. <laughs> Guess you have to work off the food.
0: Mother Gaia says I only
2: have to pay for rolls. Those are free and included with the meal. Mother Gaia is generous. <laughs> Lady Gaia says you must get me Dr. Pepper. They don't have it on this side of the fucking universe. Lady Gaia says you shouldn't Looks use that like tone with it's me. like it's
0: time to drive.
2: <laughs> what, what is, what is oh this Dr. God. Pheasant off-brand <laughs> <laughs> it's all I could find. Doctor. Doctor Doctor I have
0: I have Mr. Pib, is that okay? Is that
2: Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Dr. Pheasant's too sweet, it's not the same.
0: It's only got twenty two spices. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So there's a rumor on Fasan that the
1: Kaiser is dead, but uh, it's not the one you think. It's actually the kid Kaiser. Uh, there's a flashback to that guy that we saw with the bull cut uh, aristocracy dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's running around a town being chased by MP on Heinison. He runs into a hotel, but the MP busts down the door. They ask him what's in his bag after beating him up. Uh, there's a sack on the couch. Uh, mm-hmm. They go and kind of touch the sack. It's the dead King Kaiser. He looks like a mummy.
0: Yeah, like, the guy mm-hmm. is freaking out, too, when they're in the room, and they're, like, they're, like, kind of poking the bag, and he's like, don't you dare touch that bag, you, you commoners can't touch this bag, and so they, like, start to, like, ask questions, like, what the fuck, it, Who who is this, whose dead body is this, and he's just, like, saying nothing, and then one of the smart soldiers, that <laughs> like promote this man, takes his gun, and points it at the head of the mummified emperor Tell child, me, or else he gets which, it. Yeah, and he immediately starts spilling the beans. <laughs> it's just like, oh, nice, good call. Yeah, Bingo's. so that's Landsberg. Yeah,
2: Landsberg at this point had probably aged a few decades, and I'm really, <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad I didn't. I remembered the scene, and I really liked it just because of how twisted it is. But also, the other thing I like is that the dude who got roped into this, the uh commander or soldier guy, he got the hell out of it. Probably around when the. Probably around when the yeah, kid Yeah, he went died. back
1: to Fazan to do farming or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, that's what I really like. It's like it's not anything like, oh, he's still there and he's not into it or, oh, he died. It's just that you find Landsberg by himself and just the only thing you could figure is that either when the kid died or when things were, you know, looking bad, everybody just cut their losses and left. Yeah. So um,
1: the kid was put in some public catacombs. Uh, Landsberg gets sent to an institution. Um
0: yeah, because he's he's full, crazy. Yeah, he's full crazy. He is yeah. absolutely full crazy. Like, uh, Especially when they find out the way the kid died, which is really
2: weird. Yeah.
0: It's really confusing. The kid died of starvation. Yeah, I which...
1: don't know if like he was getting fed. I don't know.
2: Maybe they, he just I, refused yeah. to eat anything because it wasn't good enough or something. I don't <laughs> wasn't, know.
1: It wasn't mac and cheese. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <eat> he's only <laughs> Dr. Pepper at all. <laughs> oh, I only eat
0: <laughs> strawberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> You know I like my mashed potatoes cooled off with a bit of Dr Pepper. <laughs> it's what I use instead of gravy because I'm so dumb. Some <laughs> some
2: say the other kidnapper is still is still flying around looking for Dr Pepper. That's where that's where the other guy is. He's still looking for it.
1: So uh, Isla gets all this news from Boris because that's their only way of getting news. And I guess at this point, if Boris just wanted to lie and say the pigs are flying, they probably believe that too. Um. The people in Iselhorn approve of Julian for not falling for Rutenthal's offer, Um, so they're happy about that. Uh, Iselhorn is preparing for a New Year's party because I guess it's already the New Year's. Uh, Julian is having a flashback while they're decorating of all the people who are dead on Iselhorn. I don't know why. It was just probably filling up. It was was within the scene.
0: Yeah, it's a neat scene. It, It overlays like... Kind of like what it was like at a previous New
2: Year's party yeah. before. Yeah, I like guess I'm telling short. They again. said all of those people died within that very year, is the thing.
0: Yeah, and they, uh, the thing is, though, is they're overlaying it and then fading to like the dead people. The current in, yeah. group of people kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, kind of just like, you know what, things have moved on and things have kind of normalized.
1: Yeah, like it showed like a Yang and like Fisher on the ship and then it would fade out and Popolon and Julian were there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene of Cat Rose coming up to Julian and calls him by his first name because that's so Kawaii-senpai, and they blush or whatever, they can do whatever they did. Eating stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the last scene of this episode is Dusty and Popolon shooting each other with shaken up champagne bottles.
0: Which, I have to assume, they <laughs> pop it off and then yeah. aim it at each other. Yeah, because, like... That shit's corks dangerous. Corks fucking hurt. Yeah, though, they, no, those pop- things are Poplin
2: would have just hit him with the fucking cork. He would have just... <laughs> Poplin wouldn't have been nice about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh,
0: this, isn't, this isn't very foppish at all of you. <laughs> ow, fuck my guts. Oh, oh. God damn it! Those things come out really fast, Poplin. God, ow.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, those are that episode. We have ten more. And yeah. There, it, the weird thing is, this is like, I think the first time in a long time where there's not a really super clear line of action. Or is there...